Blog Talk Radio. everybody and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, <laughs> RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we are covering Oblivion, and uh, I got to tell you, this looks to be a very interesting show, maybe, um, just, just based on other people's reactions right? and apparently our reactions. And... This this is a good movie too because you know we're all about the instant reaction mess right. right and and trying to make that work as well as we can since that's the whole premise and, of the show yeah and this is a pretty good one we saw this last night and it was it's a long movie so it felt like all night but, you know, <laughs> right we we just saw it basically like right. woke up and here we are talking and uh, yeah so so we just are committed to the idea that we just will try not to think about the movie <laughs> right. in between right we should start lying and just say we just walked out of right. a nine o'clock show <laughs> right you know and they'll be like what what theater are you seeing this uh, well anyway but for this movie it's kind of interesting because you know I really wanted to think about this movie at least a little bit yeah and especially because. As we were talking about just before we went on the air, you know, critics are hating on this movie quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not universal. It's no. not like um, it, it's a universally it's a strange it's 50, kind of 50, 50, 50, 50 yeah. place. But on like on Metacritic, you know, it's like 54 ish yep. or whatever. Yep. And it and it's very similar on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's somewhere in the same area, like 56 or something. Right. But there are a lot of critics who are really bagging on the film. Yeah. And there are not a lot of critics who are liking it a lot. There, right. there are critics who are going, ah, okay, it's fine, right. it's right. okay, right? Right. But nobody's really stepping out for it. So, um, and not that I read reviews going into it, but um, you know, I, I knew the general tone of, right. of what yeah. of what was going on, right? Right. And when we walked out of the movie, I'm like, you know, now I I really want to think about it for a while. Yeah. Because I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I and I wanted to go now. Why? Why, why is everyone? Yeah. Well, no. Why is everyone hating on it? And I need to like, you know, I need to digest the movie a while and go. Well, I mean, do am I ultimately not going to like it as much? Right. You know, there are movies, and um, you know, we'll get to more interesting things probably in a second. But there are movies where uh, I'll see a movie every once in a while. It doesn't happen a lot, and I will walk out and I'll go, man, that was really good. And like three months later, mm-hmm. I'll go, man, I. <laughs> I never need to watch that movie again. Yeah. What was I thinking? I mean, every right. it's not something that happens very often, especially to me. And I don't know, maybe it happens to other people right. kind of more. But but there are those times where I'll walk out of a movie and I'll, I'll think it's like four or five stars. And then we'll get to the point where, you know, maybe you're thinking about your top ten of the year list or something like that. And, right. and you kind of just replay that movie in your mind and you go, no, not so much. It's, <laughs> right, it's yeah. not that great. And I really wanted to just kind of soak in this movie and see if I just was, you, you know, some kind of very non-objective, right. you know, attached to it or got something out of it or something like that. And yeah. and, and I, I just don't think that's the case. Um I really liked it. Let me just uh, throw out a couple of things real fast before we jump into the movie. Thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, we right. have to uh, throw that out. I wanted to say um, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now, and um, actually yesterday. So so I just wanted to throw this out uh, for people who might be tuning in. Uh, you know, Hemlock Grove, it came out on Netflix and uh, I've only had time to watch a couple of episodes, and it's not the next greatest thing in the universe, but it's actually pretty interesting, right. and uh, I want people to check it out. The other thing that's pretty interesting going on is that uh, Amazon released the pilots uh, yesterday for all these new shows that they may or may not be making, and it's really pretty cool. You can see, like, they're, some of them are, you know, not 
final things. Right. And yeah. then and then they want you to vote on whether or not they're going to make it and they I've want they waiting. want your feedback and everything and it's like uh they're not necessarily committed to making all these shows, so you don't know what's going to happen, but I've been anyway, anyway it's for, very I've cool. Been, I've been waiting for TV stations and and you know studios and stuff to do this kind of thing. The more that the internet and the more pay per view, right, more, right, not even pay per view, just on demand stuff. You know they make so many of these pilots and they so rarely get picked up. And, and there and are so so many, so many of them are just floating out there right. in the ether that you know nothing has nothing ever has happened ever with them. And so many times you'll see like I actually have I'm a bit biased about this. Um, that there was one a couple of years ago that was made by Fox and that came real close to getting picked up and just didn't ultimately. And it's been shown at a couple um, uh, conventions, like it was shown right, at Comic-Con. Right. And it was huge. The audience loved it. Everybody was into it. And it was really rough because when, when I saw the pilot they showed at Comic-Con, they actually had a Fox executive in the room. And they didn't. The audience didn't know that at first. Right. So they were just there listening, like kind of because they weren't. They still weren't sold on the idea that it wasn't going to get picked up. And everybody in the audience was kind of, you know, full of bile about, you know, why isn't Fox doing this? Why do they dump Firefly? Why are they so horrible? And there was a there was a fair amount of that. And then there was the whole thing of like, look, Fox, Fox takes chances on these shows anyway, and it's a big process. And I just kept thinking it would be great if they just had a, a poll, like basically right. not a summary of things. Do something, you don't know, right. But yeah. show the pilots. Let them, right. let them be on On Demand, and people could vote for them. And then that's obviously what the audience and, is interested and, in. Right. There's, there's your show. And uh, it's really interesting the way Amazon just it's really cool. threw all these out. Yeah. And, uh, and some of them are very cool. They're, they're, the vast majority of them are sitcoms. Yeah. And then there are like five kids shows. But it's really interesting to look through those. Like there are uh, – one of the kids' shows is going to be a live-action show, right? Yeah. And they have a thing where you can go on there and you can watch – the pilot that you can watch is actually an animated thing. So it's actually just a – That's kind of cool. They made an animated like <laughs> su- super storyboard That's cool. of, of – one episode, the introductory episode. Yeah. But then they have another thing you can click on that says, you know, this is what it will look like if it gets picked up. And it's a live action part where it's just a couple of minutes that they made. I think that's kind of funny that they made live. Yeah. And it's really interesting to look at, at the, you know, different variables, I guess that go into things. And, where we are in these stages. And another one of the kids ones, it's it's like very storyboard like it looks like, you know, if you get a DVD of an animated movie and see the deleted scenes, right. That's what you get to go on and then they say, so should we make this or not? And it's right. and so it's it's pretty cool. Like here we're giving you the thing at like this idea stage kind of thing. Yeah. Not like we've made it already and then right. should we do it? I don't know. Anyway, it's it's pretty cool. And this is yeah, I just I'm cracking up too on the side, not just because of that. No sleep, too much, too much looking at a computer and a phone and everything. And I've got this awesome eye twitch in the <laughs> eye that's closest to you. So if I start looking at you and flickering my evil eye, I'm gonna just start cracking up because I know you can't help. Yeah, me. I'll I'll be saying something about. It's awesome. I just need to get a little I'll, bit more sleep. I'll, I'll be saying something awesome about Tom Cruise, <laughs> and then you'll be going. And I'll go. Um, Shane disagrees. Anyway, we got tons. There's a ton of stuff we could because I I saw a storyboarded short um, proposal for a Halloween movie right after Rob Zombie did his first one. And I'm not a big fan of Rob Zombie's films, but I thought this animated story, it was an animated storyboard in the first like nine minutes of it. You can see it on YouTube. It's actually really interesting. If you're interested in this kind of thing, it's better than Rob Zombie's films back to back. (laughs) And it's awesome. I wish that this guy could have gotten the deal. He, he used this as an an attempt. And I guess Rob Zombie is a bigger name because he didn't have any real credentials. But it's an awesome way to look at a movie, and it wasn't going to be an animated Halloween movie. It was going to be, you know, real. Right. But it's really kind of cool to see it done that way. Yeah. And it's interesting then to see it really in live action. So. So anyway, since that uh, just kind of just hit, I thought that I would cool. just um, send people over there in case you don't, yeah. in case you aren't, to, aren't aware that's yeah. going on. It's really cool to look at those films. So, okay, jumping into Oblivion, and you know, as we said. Uh, this is kind of a strange case. Like, you know, when we see a horror film, I'm right. like, okay, I'm pretty much deferring to you. Yeah, you're more right. of a, horror is like kind of a specific genre, and 
And I can't really – I want to say something like, you know, this is sci-fi, so that's going to be my genre, right. except that's actually your genre too, well, we, so well, I can't no, really I, do that. We split but. that. I mean, we both love sci-fi films. Right. You know, there's no one – you love a certain avenue of them more than I do, and I love my avenue more than more than you do. Right. But we're pretty interested and, in and that genre. This so. is like really my avenue too. This yeah. is like – this is the kind of sci-fi that I really love, and I wish I hated this film so I could battle with. You I know exactly. Uh, I and didn't. It's strange too because you know, it, for people who are listening, I mean, I throw this out every once in a while, but this is for me like a perfect example of why I love sci-fi. Because what right. I love about sci-fi is that you can do these crazy things, yeah, and talk about reality. Well, yeah, I, I mean, talk about the real world and theoretically that's what's going on here now well, the, a lot of critics are going to say that's they're gonna, not actually going on but. sure but and to some extent you know you've got a different sci-fi you know kind of fantasy film with you know unicorns and trolls and legends and leprechauns okay great this is there's a lot of the science in the fiction in this one right and that's what really interests and excites right. know, that kind of dialogue and i i agree with it but. and it's uh you know this is a movie there are if you're going into this movie with the wrong thoughts right and you you are did. not going to like this movie <laughs> yeah. probably or or it's possible so, that you are going to see it and then go well wow this is not what i wanted right? yesterday and, you and i were texting about the times and making sure everything and i said and we had a great day where we live uh, yesterday it was like mid 60s. It was the first really nice warm day in a while, and I got to feeling like yeah, summer films. This is going to be right, a lot right. of fun, and this was a feeling of summer film to me. You know, Tom Cruise science fiction film. It's going to be big, and, and they I, and they kind of throw you in the trailer. And they of do, and it makes it look a little like that. And I texted you and said, you know, uh, it may not be great, but I'm actually really up for this kind of movie today. Right. And you said the same thing back to me. And then when we left, I said. I didn't get the film I thought I was going right. to get, but I got a great movie right. anyway. Right. So, so um, I, I guess to, just to jump into the movie, like we said, you know, the trailer is a little, a little misleading, a, a little bit, and it is. I don't know that you get the impression from the trailer that there's hardly anyone in this film ever. Right, and I guess the and, other thing, and to a certain extent, maybe you kind of do if right. you're looking at it, but. I did not get the feeling like this movie is, you know, it's not quite Moon. I was just, you know, what's funny? I was going to use Moon as an example. It right. isn't Moon, but it's Moonish. But it's, it's kind of right. It's on that end of the spectrum where yeah. it's just, you know, Tom Cruise and the person who's his operator, mate, or partner, whatever they are, both right? Romantically and, you know, employed. Right. I mean, it is just one of them for. A long time. Almost all of the movie. Right. You see and three people, even when Even when other people come into the movie right. and, um, you know, you get some of them and towards the end there's some interaction with them. But it, it's almost like they're still not really right. in the right. movie. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're just the other thing that happens, but we don't really get them. Yeah. You know, we don't spend time with them. Right. We, we meet them so that they can tell us certain things right. and then, you know, whatever. Right. So um, and it's weird to to talk about like to give our overview. Probably, I mean, we could spend twenty minutes giving an overview. Like right. we should probably do like the cliff note version of it and just. We should probably really not do much of an overview because. Yeah. Uh, well, the easiest. I, I, okay. I, I, I don't know. That's part but of the movie. It is finding out guess, what it's about. Actually. I guess the easiest thing is that there there's been an alien invasion and the film takes place seventy years later after the wreckage of that invasion, which has destroyed part of the moon and has caused subsequent destruction on the Earth. Everyone's fleeing the planet. They're going to go to Titan. And the only people that are left are uh, Jack and Victoria, who are two people tasked with basically maintaining in a weird way, like a custodial way, but also in a defending way, because there are still scavengers, alien scavengers on the planet who are trying to mess up everything. Right. And here's a, and, here's and a question, it, actually. And uh, you get a lot of this in a voiceover at the beginning. Right. Okay. Um, Tom Cruise plays uh, Jack, and he is... He basically has his little bubble flying machine that you see in the in, awesome in the trailers. Yeah. And uh what he does is he goes out and basically most of what he does is just repair these drones. Get things all the time. Get right. He's he's like uh this blue collar worker. I actually right. have a clip of Tom Cruise that I'll play where he I cool. think I think he says he's a blue collar worker or whatever. Yeah, I want to hear that. That's cool. And uh uh it was funny because I, I threw this on like 
20 minutes ago, <laughs> right? I like I, I just got the the press pack and stuff yeah. together. But anyway, um and I thought it was funny because last night afterwards I said it was it was this really cool kind of blue collar character he was playing and then yeah. and then that's what he said. But anyway, he gives you, you know, he yeah. gives you this uh this kind of rundown at the beginning yep. where he's like, you know, just thinking to himself about right. about what happens and so he's catching you up on on where we are. And some alien race invaded, and they call them the scavs. Right, for scavengers. Right? They they showed up and destroyed the moon, which destroying the moon destroyed the Earth right. because of you know earthquakes, earthquakes tidal waves, waves and right. the whole thing. And and uh, and the story is right then. So we had to use the nukes. Right. And so we won the war, but there are still all these scavs all over. But they're yeah. you know. I don't even know what Actually, I, I don't even know what exactly the story is of how yeah. that came to be, but they're out there, and we have to protect uh, mainly these giant reactors uh-huh. that are really gigantic things yeah. that are sucking out the water of the ocean right. and Fresh turning it into energy right. by way of some fusion reaction and whatever the story <laughs> is. And the idea is that. This is all, you know, we won the war. There's just this these little groups of scavs around that are trying to destroy the things, whatever. Right. And the idea is these are uh, sending up the energy somehow or whatever right. to this, like, space station that we built, which is just kind of the jumping off point for everyone who is making it to the final destination, which is this, this moon, right? right, that we're going to now colonize that. And uh, so Jack and his mate, like, he's been mind-wiped, and he knows this, right? And and he has been, you know, put together with his mate person. Mm -hmm. And they live together, and it's just them. Mm -hmm. And they are on basically, like, work duty for, like, some, you know, their five-year mission, right, right, is to is to serve the human race by by going through their five years and then when their five years are up then they get to go up and then they get to join everyone else on the moon. Right. And I think that you know you don't really get this spelled out exactly, but I think they're aware that there are other people doing the same thing that they're doing. But I'm not absolutely sure about that I because don't think so. it's one tiny little area of the earth. And you would think that they know that somewhere else on the Earth, because like most of the Earth, it, they use the nukes, so it's radiation everywhere. So there yeah. are only certain pockets of places that you could do this. I think because they have to go outside. I think and, the movie sets it up that there are radiation zones all over the place, and right? That, and they they're in charge of like ten of these siphons, right? And that I think with their memory wiped. I think they're actually kind of just programmed to get up, like kind of wally, get up, go to work, do your work, go to bed, get up, go to work. Do right, your work. exactly. And that's, I actually, that's what I they actually, do. I, I know what you're saying, but I thought that, I thought that it just presented it in a way that was like, yeah, everything else is radiation except this. This is the last of it. Uh, well, they actually say it. I, I think Sally says, if we lose two of these ten, we're done. Like we can't, right. we can't finish. Right. So I thought that it was basically like they were the last two there. These are the last ten they've got to protect. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure about that. And um, you know, I don't know. Uh, the phone lines are open. The chat rooms open. Maybe somebody else can weigh in. Right. They don't really say you it's know specifically right? one left. way or one way or another. It just sort of seemed to me that you know it wouldn't really make sense that the, the whole entire rest of the Earth is completely uninhabitable. I figured there's other places that there are oceans. Yeah. And they would think that other people are doing this too. Yeah. They're not the only ones in the whole world. Anyway, they're the only ones in the whole world that they're ever going to see. Right. I mean, they are the only people in their giant area. And he flies around in his little dragonfly. I and that thing. It's awesome. And as he's <clears throat> flying around, you know, there's that's the radiation zone. And right. Don't you're getting close to the radiation right. zone. And all that. So, um, you know, it's hard to even go into any more of the story right. without actually like giving stuff away. Right. So they spend their whole life, 
I mean, their five years of their life, that's like, that's it. That's all they got is they go out every day and try to make sure the drones are fixed. Yeah. And they are basically doing this to to be the thing that really, really wins the war right. so that humanity can continue off on Titan. And he, you know, he has to spend a certain amount of his time you know, battling off the scavs right. who are trying to destroy the reactors and right. yada yada, right? Havoc, yeah. All the while, while he's having unexpectedly flashbacks, right? He's remembering things, but he doesn't know why or who or what. But he's having, and we see them in the start and then throughout the film, these snippets of his memory, right? Or he's, a memory. he's having like sort of these dream things, yeah. and this happens like right away, right? He's having these dream things that he can't really understand. They are centered around the Empire State Building, and right. you see frequently like his dreams in black and white with the uh, you know little pay binocular things yeah. at the top of right. the Empire State Building. And there's this woman that he sees, and he can't figure out who she is, seeing why, her, why or, she's in his dreams, yeah, right, why he's seeing her. So now, one of the things like a lot of critics are really Actually, a lot of them, I feel like they're just hating on the movie because Tom Cruise because is in Because Tom Cruise is in it. And it's funny because, you know, you throw this at me all the time. <laughs> you but, deserve it. But Tom Cruise is one of my guys that I, yeah. sh- that I should be he's doing. Your, I should be doing team. the same thing. Right. I don't love him all the time. I like him a fair amount in some things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, over the last... I don't know, 15 years probably. Yeah. I I don't love him in most things. And I thought he was really good in this. And I feel like a lot of critics are just going, okay, Tom Cruise. So I'm going to go see this movie just with the idea that how can I bag on this movie that Tom Cruise is in? I don't know. That's what it seems like. I feel like he did a pretty good job. I mean, he, he did a really good job for me of being a guy who doesn't have his memories and, only knows what he's been told. Right. Right. So another thing that people have had a lot of problems with, as far as I can tell from reading some reviews, is yeah. that a lot of it is, uh, you know, they're calling it just like kind of a patchwork of sci-fi stuff right. where you're just taking a bunch of stuff from other sci-fi movies. And if you're a huge sci-fi fan, right, there are a lot of things that happen early on in this movie where you could easily just kind of roll your eyes and say, whatever, right? Right. right. The movie starts out with him saying that he got his memory wiped, mm-hmm. right? And every sci-fi geek watching this movie goes, okay, well, uh, I mean, of course I, you did. I know everything no. I need to know now, right? right. I mean, right. it's like, um, you know, it's like a M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie the where... Shyamalan. At, at, at the beginning of the movie, right. he you know, totally gave something away or whatever. You start the movie off by saying, you know, I agreed to have my mind wiped to right. go do this job. That's your entry point. Yeah. And, uh, and I could see a lot of sci-fi people going, oh, hooray for this movie, right? Right. And then you've got, uh, you know one little area of the earth and a bunch of people flying around doing their jobs and these big radiation zone warnings going off Mm -hmm. and, Oh, don't get too close to the radiation zone. You can't go there. And you know, that's like the first thing that ever happened in the sci-fi movie is there's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get all spoilery and actually, you know, say what's going on, but Ooh, the bad radiation zone where you don't want to go. That's, that's as old as well, sci-fi itself. I mean, that's as old as Here, radiation. I'll get I'll, <laughs> I'll get you some interesting emails. That's biblical. You know, don't go out of the garden. You know, don't don't dare eat from this tree. Don't go over into this part of the. You know, that's there's always been the forbidden zone. Right. And like you, it rem- I mean, as soon as it started, I was like, well, that's. You know, people could look at this and be like, it's paying homage to all these things, or it's taking from all these things. I just think that's the story. Right. You know, it's don't go into the radiation zone. And we've made that clear because we had to. And I love the line where he says, you know, we we won the war, but we lost the planet. Right. Like in order to do it, we nuked everything. Right. And, and it, it makes sense. It's not just like a zone like in Planet of the Apes. Like don't go into the forbidden zone because that's right. where the monkeys never come back or whatever. 
you know, this makes sense. Like, if we bomb the hell out of the planet, don't go over there. Right. You'll cook in this little, you know, eye right. jet that you're flying around in. But there's, um, you know, <laughs> I don't it's know. Forbidden Zone, I love it. I don't know how much you could actually talk about the movie without spoiling it. But, you know, there... Well, we're half, almost halfway through the show. I mean, we, you know, we can start maybe. We could just some stuff. We could just have a spoiler point or right. something. Um I think I think maybe we will probably have to, but we can yeah. probably wait a little while, and we will just have to say, look, we're going to spoil the movie right. or something. Right. But you know, for me, there's um, I, I do want to just keep talking about the critics because <laughs> because yeah. I very rarely in this kind of film am so diametrically opposed right. to so many critics who are hating on this movie. Well, you're right. Cruise is the big thing, and then it's the story lifting from everything else. And, and it's really slow. So we can say that without spoiling anything because yeah. I think there is a, a, a very interesting – it's two hours and like a few minutes. Yeah. But it does happen really slow. And for me, what that gives me for a lot of other critics, because they complain about how slow it is. It's only two hours and six minutes. And right. The last six or seven minutes are the credits because those are slow. Right. So it's a two-hour movie. Right. I don't want to hear people complain but, about that. But it is slow, and it happens at you yeah. slowly. Right. Okay. It's not like it's even not the good. parts where there's action, you know, they, I think, brilliantly don't happen very long. Yeah. There's one kind of chasey kind of thing, yeah. which – kind of goes on for a while, yeah. but not in a bad way, I don't think. It and, doesn't like keep going and going and going. And I think going, it's in right? comparison to everything else. Like everything else right. is very methodic and paced. And this kind of felt like it went too long because everything else has been much slower. Right. Like in a weird way, like in the grand scheme of things, there are other films that do this and, and way this, longer. And it's a it's a movie basically about um, you know, this guy thinking about stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be a slow, right, kind revelation. of drawn right. out movie where, you know, every time he has a conversation with someone, you have to get the idea of what he's thinking. You know, it doesn't tell you now I'm thinking this. You know, right? right. right. Yeah, right. You, exactly. It has to give you like some time in a conversation for you to kind of, yeah, feel the whole thing out and understand mm -hmm. where he is and. If you don't have, like we were talking about this, this movie reminds me a lot of Solaris, like right. the original one, right. right? Where it just, it has to happen slow. It has to and, go right. And we, that's like a notorious movie for being so slow right. that no one can watch it, right? right. <laughs> that right. That you can't get people to sit through the whole thing. But when you make it to the end of that movie... Yeah, the payoff is so good. It, it just smashes right. you over the head and you wouldn't get there and this movie does not do that so no, don't right, think no. that i'm saying mm -hmm. that this All movie emails to mark eastman right don't think that i'm saying this movie uh actually gives you some like really awesome kind right. of payoff or anything and one of the reasons that it doesn't maybe this is good for some people maybe it's bad for some people or whatever is that it really telegraphs everything that it's doing yeah for it, the most part, it, yeah, it really kind of does a lot of this whole, you yeah. know, stuff. You, you know the radiation zone. Right. You know, you get certain signals from, um, you know, his partner right. back in the thing who's talking to Sally, the woman the, at control, right. who's on the uh, the, big, the the big ship, <laughs> right, yep. the big uh, space station thing, who's running everything. You know, their conversations with each other. Mm -hmm are in themselves kind of telegraphing everything right. that's going to happen. Right. And this is not even a movie where the fact that you know what's going to happen at the end or you know the whole, you know, trick or whatever. Right. You know, if you've watched any sci-fi movies, you get maybe halfway through this movie and you know everything that's going to happen right. and they tell you. Right. I, I mean, right. They, they even... Uh, they tell you exactly what's going on yeah. far earlier than I would have thought. Yeah. I mean, they you get to the part where Morgan Freeman shows up in the movie. Right. Well in advance of when you think and you would. And that all starts happening at you way before I thought it would. Yeah. I thought it would just be this whole kind of 
there's another you feeling. know zing and yeah, it would just be right. like boom but no they they show you everything going on and i think really because kind of in a similar way to a movie like solaris it's it's not about what's happening right it, it's not about exactly. it's not about figuring out the trick it's about him and right. what he does with figuring right. out him the trick, rec- right? Reconciling as a character the trick, right? Not discovering it or anything. We we figure that out. It's really just watching him. And in another way, like Solaris is a great example of like how it feels as a movie. In another avenue, and this would appeal to fans of the genre anyway, because most of us who like sci-fi, we play video games. This kind of felt like a video game, like really in a way like, okay, you you start the game and it's like, okay, you get the voice over your memories, wife, you got these things. And that could be a lot of people out there listening going, see, it is a bad movie. Well, no. Because if it's like a video game, then it's a bad movie. In a way, but, you know, like I said, for fans of the genre, if you play video games, you've probably played a game that was like this. You don't have any memory. You've got this job you got to go through and then you start realizing certain things. And you have to figure out what's going on. And you have to figure out what's going on. And that's the fun of the game. It's not or, or the movie, you know, and if it offends somebody to say that this is like a video game, then, you know, tough, go to hell. You know, I'm sorry, <laughs> there, there are fun games. But if, if you just want to fly around or if you just want to watch Tom Cruise fly around and shoot aliens, then that's a boring movie for me. You know, right, I right. want to see, and I don't care if it's Tom Cruise or not, I want to see the story progress where the character has to realize and, and reconcile. Right. And that's the interesting part and, of the story. And I think that possibly what's going on with a lot of people, you know, not liking this, that we should we should maybe say that, you know, on Metacritic or IMDb or wherever Whatever. you go online, you know, the user reviews yeah. are a lot more positive. They're right. still only about like seventy five or eighty percent or right. you know, how however the rating system on any particular place is, it's still not a whole lot of oh my god this is the greatest thing ever right. but but it is much more positive than critics but what i really think is possibly behind the weirdness is exactly like that kind of thing where if you go to this movie and you're watching the movie and the whole time you're going through it you're thinking of this movie as being about the trick of right. the movie right then it's probably not that great Right. It's yeah. like, oh, well, hooray, this is your little sci fi right. kind of goofiness, almost like almost like if you read Philip K. Dick wrong. Yeah. You, like if yeah. you read Philip K. Dick stories and you, and you say, well, so what's so right. what's great, about great about that this? little goofy, right. you know, trick of a story <laughs> like even you've missed it, you know, right. Like something like, uh, you know. I feel like the movie version of Paycheck is like an exact example of that because the story that you know that comes from right that d- does not get translated no. into that movie. No. The movie is like here's this like sci-fi gimmick right and let's just let's go make a movie right. and having a little sci-fi gimmick is not what the story is about. The story is about that right. guy, guy in this crazy right. situation. Right. And this is the exact same thing, I think. This is just a story about this guy and it doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be a sci fi movie at all. It could just you, be, you know, this guy on a desert island. And right. it could be not even a sci fi exactly. story and it's how this guy is dealing with right. what's getting thrown at him. And and that's what it is here. And if you if that's not the way you're kind of reading the movie mm-hmm. Maybe it's no good. I mean, well, there's another thing that I was because, like you, after we acknowledged, you know, we'd seen the film, and and again, I don't typically, and you don't often. It's very rare for either of us to start reading reviews before we see the film. Right. Afterwards, the floodgates are open, and I want to see, just out of curiosity, what people are either bashing or praising or middling about. Right. There's one thing that no one so far seems to be saying, but I, after I read a few reviews this morning, I saw in between the lines, and it's that if you like sci-fi films like Transformers or Independence Day or, or things of that ilk, and those are by, by their nature very pattern and predictable too, right? you're not going to like this movie. It's not that sci-fi kind of film. If you like sci-fi films like Moon, this is your kind of sci-fi right. film. And it's not just because of the similarities of 
basically Moon is Sam Rockwell all by himself for the majority of the film, you know, being this guy doing his job. No, not Well, that. there are even there other similarities right, if we spoil that. both movies. There is right. that, but, and I don't necessarily want to do that, but you're right. I just try to catch myself. But this isn't Tom Cruise, and you would expect Tom Cruise in a sci-fi summer-ish kind of film to be fighting aliens, and there'd be green blood flying everywhere, and spaceships, and Indiana Jones music. No. And right. I think that is in some way... One of the things that people are critical about, which is they were coming to say, well, Tom Cruise just does another Maverick, you know, right. Top Gun thing, and they didn't get it, and that bummed them out. So they're like, well, I, you know, this was disappointing, you know, and, and that's that's too bad because this is a very fun film to enjoy sitting down for two hours and watch just unfold. Right. And that was basically like like I that's going back to what I texted you about. I thought I was going to get a different sci-fi film, right. but when I was in the theater hanging out, watching this unfold, I was really digging it. Right. And even though I wanted lasers and guns and aliens and screaming and possession, and, and I didn't know, get it. You but know, it was awesome to watch this happen. You, you know, like, and I think that's honestly one of the things that people are miffed about, which is this isn't your standard it, sci-fi alien movie. It's just not what they wanted, and now they're going to judge it based on what based they on wanted want. exactly. and, and not what it is. And here's a thing since you were uh, talking about, you know, people going to see it. I kind of wonder because uh, there were there were people behind us. Yeah, this was there fun. there yeah. was there was there was one particular moment. There were people talking a, a fair amount. This is around the forbidden when, zone. When, the when we were watching yeah. it, when you get to the point where, and like I said, kind of earlier than you expect. Right. Basically, all has been revealed, like a little earlier than you expect. Right. And now we're kind of at the point where the movie has just told you and sort of Tom Tom Cruise. Sort of, yeah. And now we're at the point where Tom Cruise has to figure out how he's going to deal with that information and what's he going to do and everything. Right. And somebody in the theater behind (laughs) us said, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Or, right. or and, something very similar a, to that, right? right. Like, not in a what clueless, the heck is going right. on? Not right? in a clueless way, just a, okay, now I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like, not like a and now is And this. now here's the question is, you know, and then wh- was that good right. or was that not good? Right. And the movie, that the movie does that, I think is good. But right. some people might see the movie and watch it. And say that, right. and then go, and so see, I don't like right. it. Right. You know, so, you know, you've got your, you would think we, we that that is this. a good thing. Right. And right? we talked about this outside, and I said I thought by the tone in their voice that it was a it good thing. It seemed good. You know, yeah. Definitely. But that kind of just puts that out there where, you know, the the wrong person seeing it, or, right. you know, the person next to him might be saying the same thing and, and be well, about to another, walk out or right, something. There was, there was the people off behind me to the left when eventually there's some discovery about the radiation zone and what happens there, when that moment happens, they were like, what the? Right. And it was a good kind of like, I don't know where this is going anymore. Like, I've been in this movie for an hour and I don't know what you're going to do. And, and, you know, there is, there's the one key like trick part and we'll you know in a few minutes we'll we probably will, we'll probably we just start spoiling it, things right. but there is like that one key moment where i could see a lot of people once that's finally revealed like really rolling their eyes yeah and going oh god now right. now it's this all of a sudden and right. i didn't think it was this or something like right. that but, you know, the thing that i think is interesting about the movie is you know a lot of people are gonna are going to start talking about, you know, the whole mind wipe thing and the mm-hmm. radiation zone and several other things right. that pop out at you. And what I think is kind of cool in a kind of, I don't know, built-in refutation of those people yeah. is that they're going to look at that and go, oh, God, so now I know everything that's going to happen, right? Yeah. And the movie, just to, like, shut those people up – right at the halfway point tells you everything that happens right. anyway. Right. So it's like, oh okay. yeah, I mean, there. you, you know, so now you know the butler did it. Right. I just told you the butler did right. it and there's half the movie yeah. left. Right. So Now what's the butler going to do? So what right. <laughs> yeah. what do you really you know, you can't like Yeah. 
I I feel like there's a trend kind of that, you know, I've outsmarted the movie somehow because mm-hmm. I see all these things and I know what's going to happen. And I saw all those other sci-fi movies that have the same thing. And yet, because, I mean, this is based on the graphic novel by the right. director. So this is, you know, built off of another work. And who knows? I don't really know a lot of other things that he's done, yeah. except that he did Tron. Um, Tron Legacy. Right. Which is weird. That, that's it. He's done Tron Legacy, Oblivion. He's scheduled to do the next sequel to Tron. Right. And the Black Hole remake. But um, He's only done two movies. But like other books or oh, stuff oh, no, like I that. Don't I, I don't yeah. know if, you know, what I was, I guess, kind of thinking of in my mind is, you know, did he just write that graphic novel right. actually did as his novel? screenplay? Yeah. I thought he just adapted the screenplay. No, he... That's cool. It, it's his own graphic novel. But the question is, did he just write that graphic novel as his... Yeah, version of the script to sell making the movie or, you know, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, you know, it comes off of that own thing. And, you know, it's not like he hasn't seen all those other movies and he doesn't right. know that this is what's going on. But this is a very different movie. And you have to kind of go into this movie as, you know, this is like somebody made a movie where they saw Solaris mm-hmm. and Moon and said, I want to do something like that. But I want to kind of pick up the pace a little bit, right? You know, and well, okay, and, and throw in a little bit of action. Or here's something. here's a here's a point where I can see both sides, which is you know some of the some of the responses, and I had this before, you know, I recognized it because again, being a big sci-fi fan, anyway, you see these films. Yeah, there are parts of 2001 and 2010 and The Matrix right. and Independence Day and. You know, there's some Prometheus stuff thrown in. And, and you know, like the Star and, Wars battle in the right. canyon. There are these thingy. things that it certainly is echoing from. And in some ways, like the Matrix stuff is very, in a weird way, it's very obvious, but it's hard because it's so iconic for that movie. And, and right. to talk about it kind of gives parts away. I mean, we've only got like 17 minutes left anyway, so we should get... You and know, you, and, you, know, and you know, really, certain parts but, of the Matrix, it's not like... You know, right. everybody is uh, brains in baths. Yeah, kind no, of no, thing. no. And, it, there's and, just and there's, certain well, that, there's certain looks and stuff like that. There's right? a moment. There's a moment um, that is totally right out of the third Matrix film. You know, when Neo is in front of the Matrix. Right. Like that is pretty much you know a verbatim kind of thing that's echoed, and that right. that is so iconic for I don't mean for film history, but I mean for that series for sci-fi films. Right. It's impossible to not see it and be like, well, that's basically like the Matrix. And, and, at, and at the exact that. same time that that's very like the Matrix, there's this very Hal thing going on, too. Right. So it's almost like, you know, there could be plenty of people who know 2001 yeah. who've never even seen the third Matrix movie. And so it's no like clue, now right. you've got different things that it's right. stealing from at the right. same time if you're so I see looking that. at it. If you're looking at it that way and you're like, well, it's just ripping off a bunch of stuff. I, I get that. You know, I can, I can see it, but I also think that. Oblivion turned out to be this really interesting, stylized, almost noirish kind of film in sci-fi for me. And I was telling you this when we left last night, so much so that, you know, in some way, just the music choices, which are these really interesting, synthetic kind of keyboard songs. Like weird 80s. Made it feel like late, mid to late 80s. Like it was almost like this really advanced um, 80s sci-fi film from, you know, Switzerland or wherever. You know, it didn't feel American, but it felt like... In a lot of ways, it was this. And it's a simmering movie. Right. You know, it's not a flash pan kind of movie. It's just this slow boil. And I thought it was really effective and really fun. And, you know, you know, and, you and know not only that, there's um, the, I think there's a lot of these complaints. There's got to be a limit to the complaints. Right. Like, like we talked about this before, too. Like, so there is kind of this like how-ish kind of, kind of thing. thing going on. Right. And you know, if you if you do it bad, is it, it is that a legitimate complaint? Yes, but at the same time, can you never make a movie right, again where uh, a you know a computer is, is sentient about being you know, bad right. and talking to you or you know if whatever? If you can't, then that genre is dead. Right, You've and and not and out. not only that, but you know there are things like you know oh god the obviousness of the radiation zone and stuff right. like that. Right. Well, so can you never do that right. because if if you can never do that because look at all the sci-fi movies that 
have a forbidden zone or right. a radiation something zone or something like that. like that, then, you know, how could any of them do it right. in the first place? I mean, like you said, that story has been going on ever since there have been stories. Right. So really. is that really a legitimate complaint to no. say that that exists in it? No, no. I mean, you can acknowledge it. There's, there's got to be a line right. exactly. somewhere, right? I and, agree. And you have to figure out where we really are on that line. And especially when you're getting to – like for one thing, the funny thing that – because we haven't talked about it yet. We're yeah. like 45 minutes into the show. I, I think a, a big part of it too is, you know, like what's this movie about? Like, you know, there's always two what the movie's about, right? right. One version of what the movie's about is just to summarize it's like what, the what happens, about. right? But then, right. But this is like a movie about love and who people are mm-hmm. and your choices you know, and, and what does it mean for you to be like this certain person right. and, you, you know, all kinds of stuff like that that no one ever talks about right. during the movie right. but is completely what the movie what is the about. I about. mean, they do they do kind of – they do actually talk about it. Right. But what they don't talk about is – you know what they're not talking about. Right. I mean, they do talk about the fact that like we're husband and wife and isn't yeah, that weird right. and, right. and blah, blah, blah. But they don't really talk about, you know, the part that, you know, you're supposed to think about what is right. it, what does it mean for the real world? Right. 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 And, and it's not anything about like the end of the world right. or <laughs> anything right. like that. And if you're, if you're re- reviewing this movie or looking at this movie in like a certain way, especially a lot of the people who are detracting from it, it's like you're not getting that part at all. It it like never made it through to you somehow. And if it didn't, then that could be the movie's problem. Right. But it could not be the movie's problem. It could be your problem. (laughs) It could could be that you're not not letting this movie do what it's supposed to do because you wanted it to do other things. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to be a movie critic or if you're even going to be like – in some sense, like a legitimate movie viewer, right? You know, you you have to let the movie do what it's doing right. and and right. judge it based on that, not based on what you want. What I really wanted to go to tonight right. was this right. like super action. You know, I wanted Tom Cruise in like this ultra modern Transformers right. something, and then say, so see, the movie's no good because it wasn't right. That. The list, of, you know, the list of detractors complaints you know going down it okay you, you know i understand and like what you just said some of it i thought tom cruise was really good in this film i thought he acted i did too movie. and i was surprised you know and i was a little you know i, I like tom cruise i i don't i understand people don't like his politics or his religion or his science or whatever right. people want to call scientology or whether he did or did not kidnap katie holmes for five years i mean who all right fine you know there's a lot of artists if you want to start looking at them you're not going to like them anymore because right. of their personal decisions. But he's good in this. The movie's stylistic. It, it was funny. About 25 minutes in, I said to you after the movie, "Man, this reminds me of Tron Legacy." I didn't know it was the same guy. Right, it's just right. the way that it's done. It's just it's kind of very, the look and feel. It's very aesthetically like this guy, and I like his work. And it, I like the story. I didn't have any real complaints going out of the film. Right. You know, I thought at the end of it, I'm like, man. That's a two-hour movie that feels like four hours, but I meant that kind of both it, in a good way. But it does. It, 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 it is. Does. It if you are, way. if you are a person who's going to go into the movie and think, I do not want to sit in something, and yeah. you know, but it never gets boring. And here's no, it doesn't. It it never That's got boring point. for me. And here is a distinction that that maybe we should make, right? right? Because the original Solaris, I feel like actually does really Bore get boring. Yeah, it does. And I love that movie. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And it is, yeah. you know, always going to be one of my all-time favorites boring. and everything. But if somebody comes in and goes, man, I was so bored I could not keep sitting through it, I have to kind of go, well, you know what? I get it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm with you. Right. And even Moon, to a certain extent, yeah. has yeah. parts where it gets a little bit boring, and it could really get to the point where it's a little bit difficult to sit through. And yeah. this movie is slow, right? But for sure, like that, yeah. but it never got to a never point with me that. where it was boring at yeah. all. There yeah. were maybe a few parts at the very beginning of the movie when – and, you know, that's another thing that we were talking about because it's two hours and we are 
obviously notorious for saying you should have cut this movie and right. made it an hour and a half. Right. And we were both out there going, I don't know what you cut. I don't know well, what like, I don't know yeah. what you can cut you that's can actually going to that. let it deliver no, you can't. what it needs to deliver at the end. And it's only two hours. It's at least, you know, right. it's not like we haven't seen plenty of two hour and twenty minute or two hour right. and thirty minute movies, right? Yeah. So it's at least got that going for it. But it it can feel like it's really long, right. but in a little bit different way. Usually right. when you think about, man, that movie felt long, right. it's because you were kind of bored and just wanted right. it to get over with and, you, you know, whatever. It's it's not that kind of long. And now so, now we're getting, like, way out of time. So We should hear Tom Cruise. We should hear Mr. Blue Collar. Well, it's it's kind of very... Uh, generic in a way, but okay. um, we will we'll play this and then maybe we'll get spoilery. Maybe we won't even have time. Maybe or we won't need to, to or yeah. whatever. Right. And maybe we'll go over for a while. Who knows? But we will check out the uh, the Tom Cruise. It's just it's just kind of very generally talking about his character in a way that I find very interesting because just the fact that you're kind of talking about your character in this way in this movie is fairly interesting anyway. Jack doesn't know why he feels nostalgic for certain items uh, that he has. New York, the hat. You know, that's part of the mystery of the movie. The the Empire State Building, which features, you know, largely in the film. And is is a, you know, a romantic element to the picture and a tragic element and a dangerous element to the picture. <clears throat> and he doesn't know why. And he's someone, Jack is curious. Jack wants to know. He wants to understand things. And he's, he's not, uh, he doesn't, he's not satisfied with not knowing the answer to something. You know, he's a guy who fixed things. And he understands how the drones work. And he understands how the, you know, how things work. So he is very curious about why. I think that's actually a really important I mean, not for people to go see the film, but that's important for the kind of undertone of what we're talking about, that this movie isn't about aliens and lasers and stuff. It's about being curious. Right. It's about and asking it, questions. About and guy. do you go for the and, answers or do you live? Because there's actually a real awesome dichotomy between him and his partner, uh, Victoria, in the film where there's a moment where he seems to be cultivating and growing um, this this plant, this seed, where it's got grass and stuff on it, and he right. comes home from work one day. He just he just found that out there. Yeah, he just found it. Point. He decided to save it, and he's pouring his own water onto it. Which and is it, an and, and it's very up. It, it is or, very uh, uh, no, not up. Uh, Wally. Uh, Wally. And they are totally different people who are paired together for a reason. But he gives her this basically coffee can full of grass that's growing, and she looks at it and immediately turns and gets rid of it. Right. She has like. And she, she has like no thought. It, it's almost like he handed her a pile of crap, and or, she just looked at it and or, threw or it like away. a grenade Anything. or something. I mean, and, and she comes back and she's like, and you get the sense through their conversation that this happens every once in a while. Yeah, this is this and this goes is not on, the first right. time, and she doesn't want to. You know, this is contraband. All these things, and we get more of that later, which is cool right. too. That we touch on that again, where in a very different scenario, we get the idea that. She has to right. hear certain things sure. from him a lot, and right. they go, they run through this. A He's lot, always right? asking her to go down to the surface, and she's right. like, "We've been over this. It's right. not right. allowed." And there's a moment there that's interesting, which talks about what you hinted at before, which is, "What is this movie about?" You know, it's not about what the poster says, but there's a moment there when, when it, it's dealing with your relationship with your wife or whomever your significant other is. Like there's this sadness on his face that not that she threw it away, but that he just won't she won't accept it. Right. And he looks at her and he goes, I'm always going to question everything around me. And you're just going to stay sterile. And and, and, and we're together. She's, she's like all about the rules. Right. I and mean, he's and he's not against the rules, but he's not afraid of saying, well, I'm going to go a little closer to the radiation zone because I want to feel, you know, I want to see. You right. Know. And she's like, don't get within 10 clicks. And he's like, well, seven's close to 10. Right. You know, and there's a lot of stuff like that that is under the current of what's being shown. And again, I think that makes a really interesting movie. Because right. That works. And then a drama. Or and, and then we and then we find out also that, you know, 
now she's had this reaction to the grass, right? But right. then we find out that he's got a little house. Reaction, and, reaction to the grass and on this 420 is, is a very funny thing. Though. And this is, uh, you know, this is like five years of their theoretical whatever's Progression. going on. Yeah. And then we find out he's got a little secret house that he built yeah, by the lake awesome. where he's put all this stuff together. And he's obviously like, you know, interacting with all of this plant life and everything. Yeah. And. You know, her story about the you don't know what toxins or this right, or that yeah. are, are going on with that thing. So I don't even know if we like really have time to spoil no. it unless we go over. Nah. And, we, and um, I, I guess we could <laughs> we could keep talking about how great it was, how we, much we, we liked we, it. But we, we, we could, could we, we could kind of spoil it. But it it does give you that thing like um, where what's going on is a certain personality mm-hmm. and a certain like, you know, humanness. Right. And this is like, you know, this is another thing that always happens in sci-fi movies. So obviously this is a bad sci-fi movie because it's just stealing this right. from all these other sci-fi movies is that, you know, the reason the humans win is because they're humans. Right. And it's, it's in every sci-fi movie pretty much where the humans win. But here's another example because obviously we, we just might as well not even spoil it because there's not enough yeah, time. No. But, um, you know, obviously what is happening has happened for God knows how many eons, mm-hmm. right? One race to the next, right. one planet to the next. And it, it, and then you ran into humans. Right. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that, that was, you that was your downfall. You should have going by the Milky Way. You and never it's come always to this little whatever it is that we want to point out today that right. makes humans human. Right. And that's what lets them win in the end. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. And it's it's really ultimately like the awesome. fact that the fact that Jack demands <laughs> yeah. to have this little house by the lake. Right. Is ultimately like the reason that human, yeah. humans win. Right. Basically, it's it's, so it's kind of like this curiosity, but it's this yeah. uh, it's whatever this thing is. Part of it is even you know just there's some kind of thing in human nature where you go, I like the rules, right? I respect I, I, them. I'm I'm good with the rules, but but <laughs> what happens when I start, you know I right. love that we're so self-important as a race that we think we're the ones that'll stop every <laughs> celestial right. event I right. want to see a sci-fi film where we don't do anything at all it's like the bees right. you know that some right. beekeeper just like unleashes bees and they're all allergic to something but right I'm going to be really curious to see because it, it was on my mind when I was watching it I haven't liked the upcoming Will Smith and his kid right, you right. know sycophantic well especially of, because that's a that's an M. Night movie. Well, it, that, that's you know, got that built after, into it. It's like, uh, uh, you know, make bets before right. the movie starts about what the crazy twist is at right. the end. They're all allergic to oxygen. Um, after Earth is coming out pretty quick, and we're going to have to see that. And in a way, these scenes, though the trailers are night and day, you right. know, really there's a very thin thing here about Earth. But, there, but there's a very – But these are there's very a connection. too. Yeah. And I'm going to be curious. I'm not – I'm pretty disposed to disliking that movie already. I know. So like I. when I went into this film, I'm like, well, this should be interesting working back from a really good rating. After Earth has to really impress the hell out of me to get above right. like one star. But how it's going to compare how it's to this do it, is to going this. to be And it's going to be really yeah. interesting. I'm looking forward to that part of it. Not really the movie, but right. anyway. So, so you... we've only got a couple of minutes, and, and uh, we might as well wrap up. I, yeah. You know, I could do like another hour on this. Once, I thought like, it was once really we fun. spoil it, we could go into all right. of the details oh, yeah. of why it's actually good and everything. I kind of feel like about four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's pretty much where I am. I really liked this movie, and like like we've been saying, uh, you know, Tom Cruise surprised me. He was yeah. he was a lot better at this than I thought he was going to be, and he can kind of be a one note guy a right. lot. Did a a really yeah. surprisingly good job of being the guy who has to deal with this new information right. and then actually dealing with it. And, right. I, you know, I thought it came across really well. Right. And ultimately all of the stuff that, you know, like for me, this movie got better as I was walking out. You know, this is one yeah. of those movies right. where, you know, then the movie ends about it for a right. while and 
You know, I think some movies there's a very real sense, mm -hmm. and I've said this before, that the movie is actually what happens in your mind after the movie's open, right. or, or right. after the movie's over. Right. You know, I mean, just like running through it then, and and this movie has a lot to say and yeah. does it really well. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun all the way around for all the reasons we've already talked about on and on. And and I had to work when I said to you in the parking lot after, I'm like, I have to think about why working backwards, this isn't like a five or a four and a half star film. Right. And I didn't really come up with a whole lot. So I'm pretty solid at four and a half too. Right. Like I, I don't think there are a couple little things that that are a little off, but they're not that major. Right. It, it, it's great. And I it, would I would absolutely highly and you're not into Independence Day, you're into Moon. Go see this right away. Have a lot of fun with it. Right. And, uh, you know, I think we're just going to jump for the yeah. live listeners. We've cool. only got a few seconds. So, um, you know, check out com. We'll be back next week, yeah. I think, with Pain and Gain. Yep. And thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.